Hello and welcome to the Respectfully podcast. I'm Nikki Pope, your host for this hairdressing conversation. My guest for this episode is salon owner Joe Hemmings. Joe owns two salons in Bristol and he also has honest business coaching, particularly with leadership in mind. He's joining me today to talk about the challenges of being a leader as opposed to a manager in the hairdressing industry. So hello and welcome, Joe, to the Respectfully Podcast Studio. Nice to see you. Hey, good morning, Nikki. Thank you. And you've come up from Bristol today. We're recording in London, but you have... Are you from Bristol? Are you born and bred Bristol? I'm actually from a Neil Glastonbury Festival, the Community Festival. Oh, lovely. So um, I roll my R's quite a lot, so I've got the accent. <laughs> oh, well, I might start doing it back to you if you do that. Um, but you've got two salons in Bristol under the label Blogs. That's correct, yes. What does blogs mean? Where's that come from? Um, well, actually, when I first, funny story, when I first started the business, I had no name for the company. And I've always been against having cliche names yeah. for salons. And um, my dad came up with it, as in Joe Blogs. Yeah. Like the average man on the street, yeah. which I am. And um, I sort of stuck with it for that reason. Brilliant. So tell me about the blog's name today. So you're more than a salon owner. You're more than two salons, I know. How, when, if I rocked up to you at a party and said, oh, hi, nice to meet you, what do you do? How do you fill your days? What would you tell me? Yeah, so we've got so two, two salons in Bristol. We're both uh, very different salons in what we cater for with, with clientele needs. Um, we've got a team of, of 26 across both salons. Wow. And um, I, I generally love the day-to-day running of a salon and being with my team on a daily basis. I've got two daughters now. And um, also going into more, I've had a bit of a career, I like to keep myself excited in my own career. Yeah. I feel I need that change sometimes. I've gone into more, a uh, bit of coaching and, and leadership stuff with, um, yeah, just... Well, so more than myself. a bit of, you've, you've created a sort of brand Honest, if you like. Yeah. So Honest sits within blogs as your coaching and mentorship. Yeah, it's, 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 it's things that I've learned through my blog's experience, and my yeah. blog's journey. But it's sort of separate. It's my own sort of project on the side. Yeah. Uh, it all actually started during uh, the pandemic. And I've always, you probably gather from this podcast, I speak quite quick. Yeah. Mumble <laughs> quite a lot and stutter. <laughs> so I started working with um, a guy called Simon Shaw. Right. Public speaking. Yeah. It's all done through virtual because it's face to- lockdown, so you couldn't do face to face. I ended up with a huge bank of content on my phone. And I started putting it on social media just to sort of like just uh, um, see what happened. Yeah. And I started to get traction and I started to really enjoy it. Yeah. And I really enjoyed learning and self-development. So I started to, to do more and more of that really. Yeah. So it's sort of, it's, um, and I do think that reality of running a salon is really hard work. And having the honesty part of it is the ups and downs, the life struggles. And it's really important to talk about that for the salon owners. Yeah. So is this something that you've studied to be a leadership coach to or is it coming from the heart is it something that you're doing instinctively it's from the heart um and i never actually knew this until um working with simon shaw myself and i think when i first had my business i ran it very differently and i was doing everything that i thought i should everything i thought i should do yeah as in um strictly manage a team on performance and treat them all the same and have loads of policy loads of rules i was never really happy in the business right even though we had an incredible salon um, making really good profit and so on and so on. I wasn't actually happy with myself. Right. And it wasn't until I started to realise what I enjoy doing, I started doing more and more of that. And then it, it all comes from the heart of what I actually do and what I believe in. I think having kids has been a massive 
accelerator for that for me. Right. So you've got young, you two daughters who are both under the age of six, I think. Yeah, my oldest is five and a half. Yeah. My youngest is nearly four. Wow. And actually, I mean, so this is uh, a bit personal. So it's my oldest daughter is uh, non-verbal, right. uh, special needs, uh, and um, she's got a, a genetic disorder, and, and she's really quite delayed in the development. And I think for the first two years of her life, she was always assessed against strict criteria. Right. What age does she talk? When does she walk? She's not doing this, not doing that. Yeah. But everyone always forgot to look at her as what she brings to the world. Yeah. And, and it's a far better place with her in it. Yeah. And what I took from that was with my team as well. Mm. I look for their strengths, what they're good at. Yeah. And the team needs so many different skill sets yeah. rather than just someone doing a set criteria against certain marks. Yeah. And I think that's what really triggered it for me in my head and my heart that how we measure people sometimes against set criteria yeah. within our teams on who read bookings or client retention or colour business. Yeah. It's not the be all end all. No. Actually people is what it's all about. Yeah. And look at what they can bring to the team. And that's the really important part. And even because I agree with you, I think we are very obsessed with measurements and it's become more so and certainly in things like the education system generally and very target driven and the media promotes that, you know, whether we're talking about hitting targets for yeah. this or that or whatever yeah, yeah. um so i think you're quite right you need to assess what people bring and that would be different than presumably for each business depending on what 100%. your motivations are you know it's it's fair enough if if it suits you to be motivated by how much retail somebody shifts go ahead Absolutely, yeah. but it doesn't mean it's one size fits all no no i mean my, my highest uh, bill taker she's incredible when it comes down to everything you want as a stylist in client care but her retail is terrible right so <laughs> it's not a strong point she yeah. talks to clients about retail but she's not hard so it seems pointless in my eyes to keep driving her to sell more retail for an industry s stat sort of thing but look what she can do and yeah she has a client client that's coming out of her ears yeah happy client she's happy herself yeah i'm okay with that yeah cool so i think so you've you've your brand within the the coaching is called honest you talk a lot on social media, as well as in car. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you promote, you communicate a lot yeah, yeah. on social media. So is that something that you again learn to do through the coaching side of the business, or has that always been something you've used for your promoting your salon as such? Is that something you've acquired? It's, it's something that's new to me for the last sort of two years. Um, I've always been really shut away from that sort of side of things. But I think when I really started to understand leadership properly and how to communicate with my team properly I had to become um, more like that and I should be able to get a message across clearly yeah and actually understand people and let them understand me as well yeah that's been a, a great thing about doing it the social media side of it is my team have understood me a lot more yeah rather than being a closed book yeah and actually it's some things that I say on there and, and, and I've done they say after wow that's, that's brilliant Joe. We, we don't understand you know, I know that now I get it now yeah, and yeah. It's been really good to actually, almost like a bit of um, like a, not not therapy, but a sort of talking to the cameras, express feelings you might be felt yourself. Yeah. But having been able to tell your team that, or like anything in like any problems when you talk about it, it's solved normally. Yeah, yeah, so it's absolutely. Been, it's been a great thing of that. Yeah, yeah, talking through. So we're referring to leadership rather than management. How do you describe the difference? What would a leader need to do as opposed to a manager? I think the big way that I see the difference is leadership is about almost letting go of power, letting go of the control 
and actually allowing people around you to um, fulfill their potential, fulfill their goals, whether it be personal or career, and uh, motivating the, the people around you to get the best out of them in their way. Right, so um, it's empowering. 100%, yeah. yeah. So rather than me having the power, I literally will give the power to my team members and empower them to do... And I think, you know, my team are far better than I am in so many areas. Yeah. So it, it's silly of me to keep all the control myself and all the power myself. Yeah. It's far better to pass on to the team, give them actually parts of the business that they really can get teeth into. Yeah, I noticed, so for example, you've got um, a fairly recent post that you're uh, on your Instagram where you're talking about not necessarily being the one who charges the most in the salon. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm not the best. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, my team are better than me. Yeah. I mean, my job as a salon owner and the leader is to get the best out of them. Right. And I think so many times salon owners, you feel you should charge the most because you are the owner. Yeah. You should be the best. Yeah. But actually, the reality of it is, you're trying to juggle so many things, you haven't got time maybe to go on a, the latest courses and the latest knowledge on certain things. But actually having a team around you doing that, and I personally love it. And the best thing I get in the business when I see my team like achieving their goals with clientele and also the personal goals. Yeah. That's what I love doing. And I'm not the best at cutting hair in the salon or colouring, so I shouldn't charge the most. Right. Um, that's just how I, how I see it. Well, I think it's very open-minded. I think it's a really interesting and very sort of clever point. Would your team be able, so your team is aware of that then? So they would know that you're not charging yeah. more yeah, than yeah. they are, and that's and you, that hasn't made you feel, um, I don't know, you're not concerned about how that might appear to them. No, I've never. Good question. Never thought of that before. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never actually thought of them. I just think. Um, I see my team doing hair that I can never do. Yeah. Whether it be colouring, cutting, blow drying, styling, things that blow me away. Yeah. So it's just, they're better than me. Yeah. And that's how I see it. Yeah. And I think, and I'm okay with that. I think it's interesting because you, you commented about um, having children um, has made you reshape things in lots of ways and see things differently. And I think that's part of being a parent for me, anybody who is a parent, Perhaps that's a good turning point when you suddenly think um, you don't really genuinely don't mind somebody being better than you at something. You want your kids to excel and in whatever aspect, whether it's you know something that they can actually do or achieve or measure or a skill or an attitude or a behaviour. You know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think it's yeah, brilliant. It's almost just like, like learning. I mean, I, before I had the children, I, I was a real strict for like on time, must be on time every day, and if you like, if you late, why are you late, and be almost almost attacking the team like the rules are this why are you late when you have kids your life changes yeah. you might go to the nursery drop off school drop off and the teacher asks you for a quick five minutes Yeah. and you're delayed yeah. and there's no you cannot say no to the teacher for a chat about your child Yeah. so then when my team arrive maybe five minutes late or stressed out about being late they don't want a manager on their case because the priority is their children Yeah. so you have to understand and I think it's definitely made me much more aware of life in general and how people are yeah. And certain um, stresses and, and in life stages of, of all that kind of stuff. And it's understanding that far deeper, allowing me to actually be there for my team more. Yeah. And that's what I've, I think I've, I've learned to come to, to learn. And funny enough, since I've had this mentality of um, you know, being there for my team rather than sort of it taking to my team, the salons have really performed 
incredibly. We've really? had our best ever years financially, artistically. Yeah. Um, we don't have any of the problems we used to have with team being unmotivated, team leaving, but the team yeah. are incredible. And I, I generally think it's because they all, they care about what we're doing. Yeah. And they actually believe in what we're doing. Yeah. And that comes from leadership rather than management, I guess. Yes, I guess so. That's, I think that's actually, you've brought it back to almost quite a simple way of perhaps explaining management is about ensuring the running of something, the operational mm. side of something, that the timekeeping, the system works, yeah. if you like, but leading is is the vision. And you need both, don't get me wrong, yeah. you actually need both in a business. Yeah. A- and yeah. a leadership, a leader can be anyone. It could be an apprentice, it could be a head stylist. Yeah. It hasn't got to be the owner, um, whereas management tends to be the hierarchy and the authority figure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I want to keep coming back to this word honest. Yep. Um, and you actually did uh, read something or, or listen to something you said about um, uh, moving away from the bullshit, if you like. <laughs> I think it was the word. Yeah, I'm just looking yeah, at my notes yeah. here to make sure I don't. Um, do you think that is uh, something we see a lot of in the hairdressing industry? Do you think there is a lot of smoke and mirrors and people saying what they think you... Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know that's a fact. I, I just know it is. I used to be there myself and I sort of have gone through that cycle and um, it's not helpful for anyone. Yeah. I think we have to break it right down to um, the honesty it is, I think it's the best thing ever, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And I think it's okay to not have all the answers, to make mistakes or that kind of stuff and not, yeah. not know it all. But I think we're so scared, aren't we, of admitting that sometimes. I'm so scared to actually say that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I just think there's a lot of, yeah. Um, I think you don't have to be brutal and you no. don't have to be negative no not at all um but i think being honest is about feeling able to tell it like you see it yeah um which may not be the way everybody sees it but to discuss and yeah. share and network yeah, yeah. and i think that you know you can be very hairdressing can be very insular in that you know you're within your own business whether you are a team leader a manager an owner or, or somebody working within a team um maybe you're I don't know, an independent or a freelance hairdresser working in a sort of shared workspace, there can be that real anxiety about getting it right and, and not yeah. saying anything for fear of looking yep. foolish or ill-informed or even just negative. I think there's this, you know, Pollyanna syndrome a little bit with, with <laughs> yeah. hairdressing, isn't it? It's like, 100%. no, it's all great. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it is... I think it's learning that it's okay to say, well, this is how I see it or this is how it is for me. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a thing everyone can have their own opinion yeah and everyone can be um and like you can debate that and talk about it yeah it's not one size fits all and and you need everyone to have a, a great industry yeah but i think yeah you, you can't it's not negative you can't blame people so having that honest sort of like approach and openness um of sharing things really helps other people yeah yeah i think so and if and if people i think very much leadership is from the top down people will emulate yes, the behaviour that they see you doing. If you are able to speak openly yep. without fear of getting it wrong, then the people around you will, will feel empowered to do that as well. Com- completely. Um, well, it comes to my partner. She's brutally honest, black and white. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's very refreshing having that. And I think being open with the team in that sense. I mean, I, if I have a tough night's sleep with the kids... I'm tired, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to perform quite as I probably could do if I had a good night's sleep. Yeah. And when you say that to your team, they're like, wow, he's, hum- he's human. Yeah. You know, you make mistakes, hold your hands up. Yeah. Um, and I think having that 
honesty and openness, it, it's it allows all barriers to be broken down. Yeah. And it's just everyone's level. Yeah, yeah. And that also, you know, plays into one of our big preoccupations um, about mental well-being. 100%. And again, I think I've seen you sort of putting the the two two together that your awareness of your own mental health and other people's mental health but you you talk about it as as that will empower you rather than let it you know um dictate the behavior and the way you run things but actually you see that as more of a positive if you're aware of people's mental health uh, status or or you know position that you'll understand it and actually you'll go faster and get somewhere quicker yeah com completely I think um, you, you have to be aware of that personally yeah. and also with your team yeah. especially nowadays I think life stresses life, life strains yeah and life is hard running a salon is hard um, and there's no need to make it sound brilliant for everyone there are tough days and tough times and you have yeah. to be aware of that yeah and, yeah. Make, and make it you know, and, and be open with the team about that let the team feel they can tell you that kind of stuff yeah and it is whatever they tell you is kept as as private confidential yeah and you're there for your team and likewise my team are there for me so it goes both ways yeah 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 definitely so talk to me a little bit more about the honest leadership it's a an ongoing coaching program that i have for sound owners who um you know and it's based around sound owners that are my similar size right i think you know we sometimes I should probably shouldn't say this, but I think sometimes we get so caught up with the corporate uh, big world or the massive salons that the, um, the high street salon that makes up the most of the industry is sometimes forgotten about. Yeah. And we can't relate to a salon with a, a five million pound turnover. Right. You can't relate to that salon when you've got five chairs, yeah. six stylists, a lot of them are part-time. It's so unrelatable. So the coaching program I have is all around um, towards... Like I am, like a small town owner who look, wants to really, um, want to really help people almost like get the freedom they want. Yeah, I think so. so many town owners that I've seen, I was there myself when you have all the roles you are the you do the accounting, you do the wages, you do the stock, you do the training, you do the emails, you do the clients, then you go home and you talk to your partner about the whole thing. Yeah, and I think actually having the ability to let go of some of those roles and pass them on to your team members. Yeah. And actually gives you the freedom that you want to have your own life yeah whilst making profit because yeah. we are a business we, let's be you have to make profit yeah to, to survive that's that, that i think that sometimes people think you can't say that but it's yeah. really important to make that but also i think it should be done in an ethical way that treats people correctly and the sound owner is happy doing that yeah yeah i think delegation is one of the Huge. most difficult Huge. parts yeah. you know to let go of things yeah. you know you just think nobody can you know, sweep the floor as well as I no, can. Yeah. Nobody can make the yeah. as well as I can. No, but I've, I've, done, yeah, it yeah, I've, I've done it myself. I've done it myself. Yeah. So it's really hard. It's really hard to delegate. It's really hard to allow some things to be done, perhaps not as well as you would do them, but yeah. they don't maybe need to be done no. to yeah, yeah. to that level. Um, and I think to elevate, to allow people to grow under you actually lifts you up as well. Um, and I think a lot of people get very worried about you know if you get too good at running your business that means you're not as creative as you used to be but actually I think the leadership um, dynamic is very creative so I think if you can separate the two Huge, yeah. and understand that you can have a very efficient manager and a very efficient management system but you can still be 
an absolutely excellent leader who is absolutely able correct. to sort of grow the business, if you like. And that's the thing. I think it actually allows you the opportunity to to do what you love doing and pass on the things you don't enjoy doing as much. Yeah. And, and that's just, everyone's got that. And that's not a bad thing at all. There's certain things I don't enjoy doing. Yeah. So I pass it on to my, I've got an incredible manager, uh, Hannah, who is phenomenal. And she's a real doer. Yeah. So I, I have all the ideas and, and then before I know it, she's done it. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's quick. <laughs> and I think, so. But, but will she say you can't do it? <laughs> she will, yeah. She yeah. has done some, yeah, she does. She, she does sometimes say, because she's got a weird look. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe one step too far. <laughs> but I mean, um, it, it is, that's the whole part of it. Just, I, want, I want to try and help salon owners have the salon they really, really want and yeah. the life they really, really want. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from just shifting a mindset fraction yeah. of, of letting go of certain things. Yeah. And it's scary doing that, really scary. Yeah. Uh, I did it because I, I, was, I was forced to doing it because I had two kids. I had to, I want to be home with my kids. Yeah. I want to see them grow up and be there for them. So I, I did it for that as that reason. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have kids, I'd probably never done it. But I think now having the children doing it, I've seen the benefits. Yeah. And, and I, I'm far happier within myself my team happier yeah. and I truly believe that's the way we need to employ nowadays in salons to get you know the, the I mean salons are getting hammered aren't they with yeah. um, stylists going freelance um, apprentices not coming to the industry people aren't joining the industry I think we have to really 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 look at and be honest here about the employment model full stop yeah it's not attractive mm. and, and if I my two daughters if they go to, go to a salon for apprenticeship they'll get paid minimum wage sweep the floors scrub the skip like that's not that's have to not, work at three Saturdays yeah, out of four. That's not attractive. So you have to look at the employment model and change it completely. Yeah. And for yourself, I think for anybody listening who is in a position where they are owning and, and could be a leader, I think listening to your story is 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 interesting. As you say, salons have been hammered. It's pretty tough. Who'd want to be a yeah, salon owner these days? I mean, it's, you know, so I think, and having got through the pandemic, I think a lot of small to medium businesses were a bit like, that was so tough. I just feel, I just feel damaged by it. I, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I can't, I can't face rebuilding. I can't face, you know, having to get that pension pop going yep. again. But to reimagine yourself as a leader and empowering yourself as well as your team and putting the mental health yeah up front perhaps brings a new energy a new Com yeah dynamic. completely agree i mean yeah that's that's you just you've basically described my entire mindset at that time <laughs> it, it, it was it was like what's what's the point why do it again yeah but i was like well i have to do it again you know yeah. i want to do it again i want to change it and actually give you a chance almost to change it yeah um and i think Putting the well-being and, and the, the um, priority and mental health priority, um, it's, it's, a, it's a far, just nicer environment to be in. Yeah. And it brings happiness back into the team. And even as, it, we need to enjoy what we're doing as salon leaders. You know, it's really important to enjoy what we're doing. Walk into a salon and not worry about what's going on in the staff room, what the team yeah. are talking about. You know, yeah. it's an awful feeling to have that disconnect from your team sometimes. Yeah. Um, but being open with the, with them actually breaks down that disconnect sometimes. Yeah. No, no, I think you've got, I mean, even myself, just take the lateness thing. You know, I find myself being very focused on timekeeping because time is money and yep. this is my time and I'm paying you, you know, to, yeah, yeah. to do this, this and this. And, you know, because times are hard. Five years ago, I wouldn't even yeah. have been looking at the clock because actually, <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. sometimes you know, it's, it's great to be able to let go, definitely. And I think that that's really interesting. 
with your lives, so you do have the Honest Lives yep. series that you do on Instagram, which anybody can tune into. Yeah, that's the most Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Yeah, okay. Sorry for the plug, I do apologise. No, no, that's fine, you're, you're welcome, you're welcome. And um, who, how do you choose your guests? So you have inter- you, people that I've heard of, people perhaps I haven't heard of. What is it that makes you think, right, I'd like to invite them on? Well, I'll be really honest because it's all called honest. I mean, this all started about giving me putting me under pressure to be live on camera. Yeah. Which I've, I've I mean, my long term goal is to go on to, on to do um, some public speaking events and that kind of stuff, which I really enjoy uh, that side of things. And that's my long term goal for the public speaking. So let's hang on. Let's, so what do you mean? You don't enjoy it, but it is a goal to do it. Yeah. Is that a challenge yeah, you've uh, set yourself? Bang on, exactly. So I've always been offered, I've been fortunate. With Salon being successful, we've been offered opportunities, and I've always said no to it because uh, no, not my thing. I'm a mumble, I stutter, uh, I'll just say no straight away. But I've, I've, I've personal goal, I've got to push myself to get there, sort of thing. So the, the, the lives all started because on the principle of under pressure to talk on a camera, if you make a mistake, you can't yeah. stop and record, you'll go again. Yeah, and I actually just really enjoyed it. Yeah. I start, I got really into it, I thought I loved it. I'm learning myself as I go along. Then I, I got a name for it and started doing more and more. So I, I choose to guess on um, either people that have had a bit of a career change in the industry. Right. People who I admire, insp- uh, insp- inspired by. People that have got really interesting things in the salons they want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, my only sort of criteria, I always have a back and forth mission first of all. And my only criteria is I want you to be completely honest. Yeah. I don't want any... Um, nonsense saying what you, th- you should say yeah it has to be absolute no mantras yeah, no yeah. no bang on just know. keep it so it's all sort of and the first guests i used were people that i knew so i more relaxed with them mm. and then as i've sort of had more confidence with them i've i've invited other people who um i don't know as well yeah but it, a really interesting story yeah and I, I generally love doing it and it's real i still get the the nerves all day long before I said I'm not no I'll, I'll cancel it last minute I won't do it mm. and then I no come on Joe you can do it and yeah. then I log on and I love it it's it's it's, it's great and I really enjoyed um, talking to people about their experiences brilliant no well I think you're doing brilliantly so when you're doing your because you chat to the camera and post it yep. as well are they um, planned how how <laughs> planned are they how spread moment and do you uh, re-record them now and now uh, you said I, what you I, said I, I re-record them fifteen <laughs> twenty times I, it's, it's it's terrible I haven't got to the point when. If I could be recording it and then um, somebody walks out of the house or on the same road as I'm walking, I, I turn off straight away. Do you? I can't oh. walk past. I, I haven't got the... I can't do it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> so um, it, it's all... The, the best ones are on the spot. Something's happened and it's my true feelings I've done. Yeah. The ones I always record over and over and over again, the ones that are... I want to try and say this, so I'll plan that. And actually, those ones I never post. Really? The best ones yeah. I've done... And the ones that have the most engagement, are the ones that are spur of the moment. Yeah. I've had a feeling. Yeah. I've had a crap morning, something up in the salon, or this is in my head. I do it quickly. Right. And it's tend to be the best one. Right. right. When you actually try and plan it or whatever, once again, it's, and with the walking, um, it's natural. It's, yeah. It's, it's sex happen, nip out the salon, do it back in the salon. Yeah. Rather than sit in front of a camera, trying to rehearse the lines. It's just, it's not me. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think I can see what you mean. I think and it is. I mean, actually, that is your brand, isn't it? Being yeah. honest, it's almost too rehearsed. If yeah. it feels a bit, it's staged. Yeah, and even my partner, my partner, she's, she's funny. I'll be in the garden sometimes, trying to do a, a video for something, and she'll open the back door and say, "What the 
what, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? What's all the hand movements? And it's like, yeah, reality check. <laughs> so uh, it is like... Um, a little outtake yeah, series coming up here. It, it is. It's when I'm with... The best ones are when I'm with my kids or when I'm knitted out the salon quickly and do something. Yeah. And it comes from the heart. Yeah. And I think when you talk from the heart, it's always the best. Yeah, yeah. It just is. And what about this issue um, of judging? Because, again, these are big sort of themes, this yeah. whole don't judge. And I, I actually, maybe this is what also gives people a little fear of speaking up because they don't, they worry about being judgmental. How would you address that with, with somebody to just do it anyway or to be, what's the... As in to, to, to speak or... Well, to, if you're speaking your mind, you don't want to sound like you're judging other people, I suppose, and equally you don't want to be judged. So, I mean, you've, yeah. you've opened up here and said that actually, yes, you know, you find some things embarrassing or you wouldn't do it. Is it, do you think that's something that you have to really get past that fear of being judged or, or is it not quite uh, as... I still have that fear now. Yeah. Uh, if I put a, a, a post out on Instagram, I I very, very look at it for a little while for the fear of what's going to happen, what's going to... Yeah, what And, and listen, just the truth, when I first started doing some videos about a year ago, I got emails sent to me saying what you're talking about is nonsense, it's rubbish. Really? I messaged on Instagram saying, basically, against what I was doing. Right. And they are big names in the industry that were saying that to me. Really? I had a bit of a reality check thinking, oh, do I really want to get involved in this? Yeah. And I thought, no, come on, I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. It's me as a person and it's my story. And I think that's how I sort of break it down. I'm not saying anything or doing anything that is against anyone else. It's literally what I believe in, how I run my business. Yeah. And my thinking on life. And I think you'll be, you have to be careful there because you can't, um, 100%, you can't um, attack anybody. Yeah. Or, or that's just not... No, no, it's not cool. Don't want to be doing that. That's just not good for anyone. Not no. healthy for anyone. And everyone's got their own opinions. Um, and I think, once again, I, mean, I think... I, I, once get my daughter, like, like my oldest daughter, Nola, it comes, a lot of my life comes down to her, my change in life. Mm. And you take her out um, to a shops and stuff and, and people stare, yeah. you know, because of, of how she behaves sometimes, and um, she's in a massive um, wheelchair pram thing, and people do look and, and, and point and stare, and once again, and that's made me stronger as a person, mm. to be like, I'm doing nothing wrong, I'm going out with my daughter. Yeah. Like, and I think having the strength within to do that has made me able to actually post online and be able to, that's who I am. Like, yeah, this a bit is more resilient. I, yeah, it's what I believe in. Yeah, but it, yeah so I think, if you if you want to start doing that, do it. Yeah. Just just be be as long as you're truthful and honest and speaking what, what you, you really believe. believe yeah, yeah. That's what matters. So no one can say, well, that's that's, that's a lie. Yeah. You didn't do that. Yeah. And, and as long as you aren't doing that, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes, sorry to interrupt. I think no. social media people can do that. Yeah. They can put out there um, trying to make things look better than they actually is. Yeah. Than they actually are. Or, I mean, my, my 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 best ever reel I did I think was. Um, it was like it's in December like last year and I was just getting to the point when every every morning I was getting texts from team about being off sick or being poorly Yeah. and it's getting to the point oh, oh another one another one yeah. so I was just like God, that morning when you make in the morning I don't want to look at my phone some days thinking what's going to be well, on there yeah. and I put it out there and commented I missed you saying I love this Joe it's so like nice to hear someone else going through the same things we are Yeah. I think Cave will sit around and it was just bombarded by it's reality of running a salon. Yeah. 
I think just that sense of being part of a bigger community, yeah. if you like, is is important. And you don't have to be necessarily giving people a message, a to do message, but just saying, "Here I am. This yeah. is me." Um, you know, and if it if it helps me to tell you, and if it helps you to hear it, that's that's the, that's what it is. Yeah, it's nothing correct. more than that, really. And I think it's just being, um, yeah, that's exactly. I'll stop talking. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, what's what's what are you building for the future with your your way of working? So, the hairdressing. Do you feel you're moving away from hairdressing? Do you worry about moving away from hairdressing with the leadership coaching, or do you think no, you can run these in parallel? Yeah. What's your sort of? Yeah, it's, it's a constant dilemma ahead. I must admit, a constant uh, push and pull thing. Yeah. Um, and I think we, I can do both. I, I've been doing both for a little while now. And I, I'm, um, the plan, even for blogs, my, the company still grow that. I'm looking at expanding that next year and so on and so on. Um, but I think for me personally, I need this, the honest brand to also grow. Because that's what I, is my own personal thing alongside the business. Yeah. And sometimes, I think for the last 13 years, I've been so blogs focused, blogs focused. I've probably lost myself within that moment. Yeah. And I think actually having... My own thing alongside that keeps me really energised. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And I think that the, the Honest programme, um, I've got some um, events planned for next year with it um, and education coming out and some courses and some coaching alongside that, you know. So it is just, it's juggling. Yeah. It's constant juggle. So we've referenced it a lot. Let's give people a quick pricey so they can follow you on Instagram and access the lives that you're doing and the sort of day-to-day -day, yep. um, posts. It's all through Instagram. It's everything through yep. Instagram. And I'll put all the... So what's your Instagram for that? It's at Joe Hemmings Hair. Right. And I will put that in the notes for anybody listening as well so they can reference it. The mentorship program is something that you would access you would buy a, a place on that it, yeah, how does so, that work so we're, from next year we're sort of launching um we've got 10 salon owners so keep it a really small group yeah and a really community-based uh, and open together sort of thing yeah so looking at i'm launching that in october for um salon owners i also do one-to-one -one things alongside it and it's really um you can you can even take out a, a group session or a, a, a group book long-term booking or one-off sessions right um a lot of that i do i do a lot of just half an hour chats with people so if they're struggling for certain things just pick up the phone and have a chat facetime okay it's so accessible for nowadays for people to um and that's there's no charge for that it's completely free so if I there's a particular oh. yeah you know, I, I just, that's what i just i don't know if someone is struggling with things that i've been there myself with yeah and you can sometimes help people talking about things through yeah as simple as that just asking a few questions and people normally know the answer themselves inside them yeah but it's getting that out of them yeah that's all it really is it's sharing well a sharing a problem shared is a problem yeah, halved absolutely. i mean the old ones are the, yeah. are the truest obviously so well that's very generous of you so if it's somebody who's got a particular challenge or a bit of a crossroads thing it might be that one conversation does it or yeah. it might be that working so just to get this straight you could join and be part of a group, or you could do one-to-one -one sessions if you're particularly working towards something. Hundred percent, yeah. So yeah. there's there's the there's a one-to-one -one session which is tends to be weekly or monthly. Yeah, I, I really leave it up to the individual to um, decide what's best for them. I yeah. talk us things through. I think every situation is different. Every person is different. Everyone's life is different. Financial is different. So um, 
once a month, once every two weeks, once a week is up to the individual. Yeah. Um, and then we're looking at making more of a group thing next year moving forward. Yeah. I've also got um, some actual education days planned, which will be we'll be in my salons um, once again for salons to come for one day and sort of like um, a bit of a, a one day intensive session really yeah to give you some tools and some techniques to, to go away and I, it's not a case that i'll give you a manual to to do x y and z it's more a case of what do you need what do you yeah. want giving you the tools yeah. to kind of create and your own internal your own. manual and that's what, that, that gives you, then makes you internally happy because yeah. it, it's your business your life yeah yeah what a quote to finish on your business your life Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I think that's, um, I would really encourage anybody to, to jump onto the Instagram after listening to this and just have a, you know, access some of your sort of real bite sizes. I think that gives you a real flavour of, of what the honest approach is all about. But I really appreciate you coming and sharing that with us. Thank you so much. Thanks Jay. for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you so much to my guest, Joe Hemmings. That was really interesting and inspirational. I think Joe's personal story as well as his coaching story is so interesting. If you like what you heard, do jump onto the Respectfully podcast platform, which is on Spotify, iTunes and other podcast platforms. It's also hosted on the respectyou.me website. You're sure to find plenty of interesting conversations. Until next time, goodbye.